family, I'm so happy to announce the launch of my brand new premium podcast. It's called Ideas That Matter Plus. This is an exciting new development that we've been working on for some time. This after seeing a lot of you request coming through saying thank you for what we've done and wanting more. Ideas That Matter Plus is a more targeted podcast that focuses on business strategies and more high-level thinking to help highly ambitious entrepreneurs, SMEs, business owners and founders, even the CEOs of big business. It only costs 450 Rand per month and will be coming in, but I mean coming in hot. So, subscribe now to Ideas That Matter Plus, now available on Spotify or Apple Podcast Store. Sayonara. This podcast is proudly brought to you by My Growth Fund in partnership with Sound and Sounds Media. To have your podcast recorded, send an email to info at soundandsounds.co.za. That's I-N-F-O at S-O-U-N-D-A-N-D-S-O-U-N-D-S dot C-O dot today. Hey, Vusi, that was such a touching audio. I was... I'm at home working and then when you told me to shut the laptop I froze and I was like wait what and then when you mentioned to take a breath of joy in our lives I was reflecting back and indeed we thank the almighty for thus far he has brought us and then a little song came into my mind I've got the joy 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 down in my heart down in my heart down in my heart, I've got the joy, 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 joy down in my heart. Down in my heart, we praise. I'm so happy, so very happy. I've got the love of Jesus in my heart. Thank you so much, Fusi, and keep what you're doing. This is Doreen, where from Rwanda. God bless. It's time to take your seat at the table. Find out how with Vosi Tembeguayo as we discuss Ideas That Matter, a catalyst for bold action. Hello, family, and welcome once again to the VT Podcast, where we talk about ideas that matter. I'm so excited to be here with you for another episode of the VT Podcast. I must confess, I really, really enjoyed the production of our episode last week, Joy and Happiness. I also have to confess that I thoroughly enjoyed the singing. And for those of you who sent comments wondering, yes, that was me singing. And yes, that was me singing on the first try. No warm-up, no doremi fasola tido. We just rocked it and absolutely did it, as we do. Most things here, by the way, I've got to tell you, it's literally a one-take wonder. We just go into studio and nail it as we do. So I hope that you've spent the past week feeling joy understanding what's happening in your life and being grateful for the things that you're still gifted, good health, love, family, relationships, the things that actually really matter. Just on the topic of grateful and joy, today I want to talk about the unspoken and unknown heroes. As an example of this, I'd like to talk about the man who saved the world. His name is Stanislav Petrov. And he just passed away about four years ago at the age of 77. Stanislav Petrov. Stanislav Petrov is a former Soviet military officer and lieutenant colonel 
in the Soviet Union's air defense forces. His job was to monitor his country's satellite system, which, and listen to this, was looking for any possible nuclear weapons launched by the United States. So cast your mind back, even before I was born. He was working an overnight shift, early morning, 1983, September 26th, when out of nowhere he heard computers sounding alarms indicating that the United States had launched five nuclear-armed intercontinental ballistic missiles. His training was clear. This was an imminent threat, and he had to escalate the order up the command chain so that the Soviets could fire back at the United States. Consider this is not far off the Cuban Missile Crisis, right? This is right at the center. In fact, at this stage, it's toward the end of the Cold War. So he sits there, the sirens bellowing and howling just behind him. And he marks the comment. He says, I just sat there staring at this big backlit red screen with the word launch written on it. Like, could you imagine that? This visceral feeling of knowing you're on duty. You're the one whose job it is to alert your upline of command that you're in imminent danger. And there's a massive screen in front of you with written in red launch all over it telling you that your marked enemy has fired five intercontinental ballistic missiles in your direction. Now, for context, this is important. It wasn't far off what had just already caused already extreme tensions. See, on September 1st, that very same year, literally three weeks prior to this incident, the Soviet Union itself shot down a Korean Airlines plane that had drifted into Soviet airspace. It killed 269 people on board. But most importantly, one of them was a U.S. congressman. Now, I make the comment most importantly, not in the sense that the congressman was more important, but rather that the congressman enjoyed protection under the government of the U.S., and that already, by any other measure, should have been a declaration of war. The U.S. and the Soviets had already exchanged some warnings and threats and had even threatened to fire missiles at each other. So Petrov sits there. He's looking at the screen. It reads launch. His heart is pulsating. You can just imagine that moment, right? And he's kind of stuck in the moment. He only has one of two options. Escalate the order and the Soviets fire back or do nothing and potentially lose fellow countrymen. This is what we call a high-stakes, low-time decision. When the stakes are high and your effort of affording time is low. They asked him once, they said, how did you know how long to wait for before you said something, like before you actually declared that there was a problem? He says, there was no rule about how long we were allowed to think before we reported the strike. Eh? What do you guys think of my reaction in our Russian accent? I, th I thought it was pretty good. Then he says, but we knew that every second of procrastination took away valuable time. Valuable time. You can imagine this feeling. Feeling like you're sitting right in the middle of a hot frying pan. It couldn't have been easy. But something in him, something deeper, told him that there was a problem here. His words, not mine. He says he got this rather itchy feeling inside 
the strange sensation that turned counterclockwise in his belly, that told him something wasn't right. He'd been trained to expect an all-out nuclear assault from the U.S. That was the training, that if the U.S. was going to fire nuclear, it was going to be all-out. It wasn't going to be just five. So it seems strange, then, that the satellite system was detecting only a few missiles rather than all the missiles. And that feeling, he says, the more discomfort he grew, the shorter that time period of 20 grace time minutes he had, he says that feeling got louder and louder and louder. It was in his gut. Five missiles just didn't seem like enough. So even though he had been trained on the protocols to follow, he just wasn't comfortable reporting it up the chain of command. So he decided not to. He sat there, frozen, waiting, just in stillness. And after 23 nerve-jangling minutes, you know what had happened? Nothing. No strike. No imminent danger. Petrov talks a bit about this, and he makes the comment. He says, 23 minutes later, I realized that nothing had happened. If there had been a real strike, then I would already have known about it. And he goes on to make this comment, he says, and would have felt a sense of relief. That's such a strange comment. If there had been a real strike, you would have felt a sense of relief? Why would you feel a sense of relief at an act of war? Here's why. Because even in instances of war, the declaration of war, or the lack thereof, are both states of certainty. The challenge for Petrov was this state of uncertainty. It was that 23 minutes of not knowing whether or not the alarm was real or whether or not something was a problem. He died on May 19th, by the way, at the age of 77 in a suburb just outside Moscow. But Petrov's work, that moment, that day, brings me to what I want to talk to you about about today. And here's the conversation I wanted to share with you, the thoughts I'd like for you to think about. Did you know that it's actually easier to handle disappointment, hurt, than it is to sit in the indecision of not knowing which emotion to deal with? This is why human beings go, far rather tell me the truth no matter how bad it is, but whatever you do, don't lie to me. The problem is that space of not knowing, of guessing. Actually, what eats away at your emotional strength, that emotional capital you build up, what really stresses you out, isn't necessarily how bad things are, nor how good they are. It's not knowing which which of these two they are. Should you be happy or sad? Should you be grateful or not? How should you feel? There are a lot of you listening to this conversation right now who are wallowing in indecision. You're taking too long to make the tough decisions in your life. There are a lot of you sitting in this, dis- in this conversation right now who have that feeling in your belly 
that turning that's anti-clockwise and it's telling you something is wrong something is wrong in this relationship something is wrong with this client something is wrong with this business something is wrong with my partner something is wrong with my health something is wrong with my finances something is wrong with my job my place of work hell something is wrong with this country i live in and with the way things are going it's telling you something is wrong not the thing that's wrong and you're allowing that space to be all too present in your life you're allowing that space of indecision to wallow in your present day so here is what i'd like for you to try this week the first thing is make the tough call make the tough decisions if it means walking away closing that door and moving on then do that but make the tough call and deal with the downside hurt rather than the perceived downside risk to the body just by the way physiologically your body doesn't know the difference between real danger and perceived danger it perceives them both the same and so you'd far rather deal with the real danger that is imminent at that time and resolve it than live in this wallowing state of perceived danger because that's what causes stresses so first make the tough call second listen to your inner voice your gut what i call the god in you that voice will tell you what decision to make now we often don't listen to this voice in fact many of us have silenced it if for no other reason other than that voice doesn't tell us what we want to hear it tells us the truth and let me tell you it's not the truth that people are scared of it's how the truth makes them feel and so what you really want to do is just build up the courage the emotional strength resilience and courage to face that truth to make that decision and to be able to move on to the third and final step and this i think is the hardest of all of these petrov had to learn to do it for himself too by the way he was only celebrated as a hero in the world in 2003 long after the collapse of soviet russia why because at the time he was seen as a traitor it was thought how could you have sat there when there was an imminent alarm of danger and do nothing so here is the third and final step the third and final step is the hardest forgive yourself forgive yourself forgive yourself for finding yourself in this situation forgive yourself for allowing this situation to be present in your life forgive yourself for allowing the other people the other parties the environment that you're in to bring you to this moment that you're facing forgive you it's a lot easier to forgive everybody else in the world to make excuses for their behavior it's much much harder to forgive ourselves to recognize that we too are human beings that were fallible we err and we make mistakes so the lesson we learned this week from the man who saved the world have the courage to make the right decision have the courage to call it and then the courage to forgive yourself this has been another episode of the vt podcast i wish you an amazing week sayonara this podcast was proudly brought to you by my growth fund in partnership 
with Sound and Sounds Media. To have your podcast recorded, send an email to info at soundandsounds.co.za. That's info at soundandsounds.co.za.